You want me Am to introduce I myself to first? Well, when I'm supposed I, to start. When you said, you say go this time, I assumed you would start first. Okay, but then I, but then you were like, I have a thing I, I want to say. Say go, but say it aggressively again, because I'm going to be really cool about it. <laughs> Ready? Go. 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 Hi, I'm Caroline Tweedy. And I'm Julia Tweedy. We are professional podcasters. Yeah, this is Transmissions, Transmissions from, from Ojuvron. Ojuvron? What is it, Julia? It's a planet we created as kids. Yep, and we discover what's going on on this planet every week. Is that yes or no? Yes. Good. And every week, we'll also discover what's going on in our own worlds. Where do those worlds take place, Julia? Where do we live, Julia? Earth. (laughs) (laughs) And you're really going to enjoy the following episode, which is going to start really soon, as soon as Julia says, go. Go. Perfect. Hello and welcome to... Welcome to the pod. Welcome to Ojuvron. Welcome to the planet Ojuvron. It's being so great to see you now. Should we okay. discuss what's going on in Odruvron right now? Sure. Do you want to start today? I'm going to start by taking my supplements because I, okay. again, have not had a single sip of water and it is al- almost 12 noon. Yeah, you should definitely have a sip of water. I'm going to have a sip of water, some of my supplements, and my first store-bought kombucha since I got back here. Ooh, well, okay. Okay, we'll discuss more about first. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. There is a sandstorm on Ojuvron because the sentient sand are like having a bad day. Are they having a bad day, or is this like a revolutionary moment? I think it maybe it happened. I think that sandstorms happen pretty regularly on Ojuvron because the sand often is like no we're like pissed off right now don't walk on me and like yeah don't walk on me don't touch me no exactly so the sand sand is I guess it's like a little mini rebellion kind of thing okay but nothing like completely organized for a greater cause or something no, I wouldn't say today is like that. Like, it's definitely like a possibility. And I'm really happy that you asked about that. But <laughs> I think that the sand are like kind of angsty and they kind of often will do a, a little sandstorm. Oh, my God. Does the does the I won't say prolific, but I will say popular electronic outfit Darude exist on this planet? Yes. It actually plays, Darude Sandstorm plays during the sandstorm, always. Yes. And you know what's so funny? It's like, I don't know if this is just how I've been experiencing this uh, life, but I don't think anyone really says Sandstorm by Darude. Right, it's Darude Sandstorm. Everyone says Darude. It's as if it's like an epic poem or something. It's like, Darude colon sandstorm. Yeah. Is there any other songs that do that? I can't really think of one because it's like if I really love a song. I mean Beethoven's fifth. Yeah. But then they but it's also like possessive. They don't say Beethoven Fifth Symphony. 
Yeah, right. Something to think about. It's not Darude's sandstorm either. There's like nothing in the phrase Darude's sandstorm to indicate what is the band and what is the song. Right. It sounds like, oh, the song title is Darude's sandstorm. No, it's not. No, Darude is the guy. Yeah. You're witnessing me eating my second to last uh, sublingual B12. Are you going to put it under your tongue? Is it under your tongue right now? For sure. Well, As we speak, it's under my tongue. Does it taste like anything? Because I once had one that tastes like cherry. It is cherry, I'm pretty sure. Wow. And my body is currently rejecting my turkey tail mushroom supplement because, once what? again, it's not lubricated enough to accept a capsule at this time. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, generally. Your, I was like, how do you know that that's specifically your turkey tail mushroom? But it, you're saying the actual capsule is being rejected. I feel it in my throat, yeah. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, so on Ojuvron, there is a planetary holiday today. And what is that holiday? It's called The Becoming. Okay. And the sand is pissed off because it didn't get any gifts. Okay, yeah. But the weird thing is the holiday is usually kind of more about like reflection. It's not really about gifts. But the sand has been having already some issues with its close friends and family. So I think that that's just kind of inflamed Mm -hmm. by the sense that it should be having a good time on this holiday that's about connection. And yet it it feels incapable of that. I wonder if we should refer to the sand as it or they. What if it's like it they, like those are the. Pronouns. I like that. I like that. What's well, um, stackable pronouns on yeah. the planet Ojuvaron, beings can use stackable pronouns. What do you mean by stackable? Like you can add them, additive. I think that that, that's how pronouns work. You can add them. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't refer to someone who uses like he they pronouns as he they said blah blah blah. Oh, you! Oh, I understand now. I mean, like verbally stackable pronouns. So yeah, when we refer to this, and it's it they. It's confusing because to translate. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of what the name of the language of Ojuvron would be. I don't. I don't think it should be Juvronish or something. I feel like it should be something totally separate. But essentially, the language of that planet is such that it is barely verbal. So it's difficult to translate it into English. Yeah. So it that's where the stackable pronouns come from. It's all a translation. Yeah. That makes sense. The yeah. sand does not speak English, just to clarify. And it's funny that we're five episodes in and really the only character we have is some is the sand. But the sand, I think, is really the heart of Ojuvron. That's so true. That's so true what you say. All right, well, let's let's dive in. What's going on in your life? Um not much. I've been like working and doing school. Keep wondering, should I <laughs> withdraw from school? That's a big thing for me. I heard that, that let's nice That was so loud it actually sprayed on the microphone. Oh wow. You're wondering if you should withdraw from school. It's just being it's being crappy currently. It's being crappy. And also like I deeply regret not dropping basic cinematography 
because I feel like I can't do it. And it's like, okay, I did talk to my professor and they were like, like, I'm here to support you. And I like, you know, whatever. But I'm like, oh, like every single class, I'm like, what's going on even? Yeah. Theories of humor and laughter. I like literally sit there and be like, okay, I don't understand what's going on, but. Ha hee hee, la la lulula. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'd be singing that class like la la lulula. I don't know what's going on. It's literally like, here's the thing is like, I understand like the three main theories of humor and laughter. You want to hear them? I've heard, I've heard that there are three categories of humor. Can I say? And then you tell me if it's right. Well, I don't think it's going to be the same thing that I'm talking about, but can you just say them? It's suicidal, fratricidal, or homicidal humor. Oh, interesting. I have never heard that. I heard it from like, from a beloved high school English teacher who was like convinced that this was, I don't know whose theories it was, but that just lives in my brain now. And I was going to mention it in the stand up that I was reading you, that, (laughs) that I was reading you before. I think you should mention it. It's very interesting. But that that is not what we're discussing in my class. It's like okay. the three main theories of, of humor are superiority theory, which is like you laugh because you feel like you're superior to someone. Homicidal. Yeah. Go ahead. Then there's relief theory, which is like the idea that laughter is a release of nervous energy. And, oh. you know, who was a relief theorist? Like not re- like he didn't actually identify as like a relief theorist but what comes to mind is woody allen for some reason okay i know he's a piece of shit but i was like you know we also study freud in school and he was a piece of shit so okay so it was freud that i was referencing it was freud it was freud the whole time okay so it was Um, a piece of shit the whole time yeah no literally so like the this theory is basically like oh there's like it was like 18th century pseudoscience of like there's hydraulics in your brain and they need to be released (laughs) um and then the third one is incongruity theory which is where like it's the subversion of your expectations that makes you laugh this is really boring and it should be cut out of the podcast no it should not i'm very interested in that why is that boring to you why is that boring to you that sounds it's way just, more interesting than the theory classes I've taken, for example. Yeah, but it's just like, ugh, you know, or at least the, more the, graspable. Yeah. The reading is so dense. And like, the thing is like that I've been trying really hard in reading it. But you know, when you like read something and you're like, I actually didn't understand any of that, but my eyes <laughs> did cross all of the words. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with this class. When I got into, this is a practical tip. It does not negate anything you just said. When I got to that point, though, when I was taking theory classes and stuff, I it would take me like three to four to sometimes six hours if I actually wanted to read everything wow. for a given class. But that was, I mean, it was like in a, like a master's program, whatever. So it probably took a little bit longer, but um. At a certain point, I started using my Mac's uh, speech-to-text, text-to-speech function. Mm. You can make it read to you in various accents. Oh, that's cool. So in order to incentivize myself to do my reading, I'd be like, well, this Irish lady can read it to me. Wow. And you can change the speed, too. That's cool. How do you even do that? You go into, like, your system prefs, and then you can set up your own keystroke for it so I set up like 
Command Shift S. So if you select anything on my computer and press that, it'll start to read it. That's really cool. It's chill. At the same time, I definitely understand that like theory is so dense and especially like, I don't know how your prof is or if they actually explain it or ask you critical questions. Is this the, is this the one where you said that like the readings never come up in class? No. Okay. I don't know what I would have been referring to if I said that because that like this is the only class I have reading for and it definitely does come up in class and he asks like a lot of questions and I just sit there okay. and I don't answer any questions and I'm like I'm just gonna get through this class and pass it hopefully you know okay. what I mean it's one of those where like, yeah the, it's like you have to do like it's not a passionate class. yeah you have to do like yeah <laughs> you have to do reading assignments and like there's like a midterm which is coming up soon um and then the final is like a a research paper so i'm like okay well if i just try to bs the midterm and then it's like i can write a research paper you know what i mean oh completely completely and then after the after the midterm it's like i'm gonna just be checked out in class completely because it's like you're not you don't have anything until yeah lol i had a prof who uh I really, I really liked her classes. I would take them a lot, but she would grade nothing until the final. I had literally just the final. Well, oh wait, I thought you meant like she was just like slow in her grading, like Mm -hmm. literally just Mm -hmm. the final. Mm -mm. Nothing, no assessment. There was like a participation grade or something. And then, well, okay, there were a couple of things. It was like participation, then you had to lead a discussion one of the days. But it was so low pressure because like she is such a galaxy-brained individual that she will just talk for 30 minutes wow. out of a 50-minute class. So it'd be like no pressure at all. That's cool. It was like, it was cool to be like in the presence of a genius and then, like, I would participate, like, probably too much. And then, like, four people would participate, like, a lot. And then, like, the other, like, 18 would just kind of sit there. Yeah. I'm what I'm in, in the 18 right there. You're in that number, as they say. Yeah. As they say around these ports. I'm hungry. I'm angry. Want to fight? Want to fight? <laughs> um, why did Dad say that to us? His dad said that to him. That's one of the few things I know about his dad. Yeah. And that's well. that's not a great representative phrase, to be honest. Yeah, no. Because there are some things in my life, I didn't think I'd be this person, but, like, at some point, I'm like, oh, my mom always said blank. Like, I'll, I'll like, sometimes refer to maxims that mom has said. Yeah, she has a lot of them. She does have a lot of them. She'll say a lot of things, like, repeatedly. Some of them are frustrating, and sometimes I'll be like, why do you say that? But then some of them, I'm like, yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. And then some of them, I'm like, did I go to medical school? Why do I know so much about the body? And then I'm like, mom just talked about it a lot, I think. Yeah, I feel like I have even more of a knowledge because during COVID, she was working at home, and I was living here mm-hmm. as I as I am now. <laughs> Um, yeah. and she would be seeing her patients and she talks quite loud and the office <laughs> is no not door. closed off. Yeah. There's no door on the office or on one of the doors. So 
I can't even, th- I, at first I was like beads and then I was like beads would not prevent any of the sound from going out. Probably. It would be really fun if there were beads. Yeah. <laughs> and she'd be like, she'd be like doing her work and just like clacking the beads so that you can't hear over the sound of the beads. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, this is such a, this is such a, such an intriguing and universal podcast that we're talking about like the infrastructure of the inside of our shared childhood home. Yeah, I don't know why people would listen to this podcast at all. I don't know. I talked to a couple people. Now that we have a full idea and everything, I've talked to a few people. And honestly, and again, I will never slander Poog because it's get, it's gotten me where I am in a career sense. However, this podcast is easier to explain than Poog is. What do you say when you're explaining this podcast to people? Oh, Okay. So I do a podcast with my sister. It's a comedy podcast and it's called Transmissions from Ojuveron. And they say, Ojuveron? And I say, yes, Ojuveron. It's a planet that we made up when we were kids. Each episode, we come up with something that's happening on the planet and build the world and then just talk to each other about our own worlds. Wow, actually talking to each other about our own worlds, that's so cohesive and beautiful. Right, right? I've yet to find a way to describe Poog that like is as fluid as that because I feel like with that thing, it follows a logic. I can say it every time and it makes sense. With Poog, I'm like, how do I explain this to this person? Like, do they know what goop is? Like sometimes I'll start with goop and be like, it's a play on goop, but then they'll be like, wait, is it what? Is it satire? I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it dearly. I'm a hag for life. I'm a hag for life. Can I talk about something entirely different that's going on in my life? Please, 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 please. I got an email today that from the neuropsych evaluation people. Yes. And they are like, yeah, literally... I don't like I'm shouting for God right now. I'm shouting do the for- people of this podcast understand how big of a deal that is? Because it is so impossible to get an appointment. I got an email. Let me pull it up. Got an email today. It's been months. It has been literal months and like over a year of me like trying to get one done. Cause like my last psychiatrist, I would be like, Hey, could you refer me for one? And he'd be like, no, just like find one. And like, then, like, I called places and they were like, it's going to be $3,000 for you to get this done, which is, like, so... Jesus. Okay, good morning. Uh, my name is... Mi- good morning, Julia. My name is Michael and I'm reaching out on behalf of the adult neuropsych department at McLean regarding your a referral made by my psychiatrist. I I feel... We- I don't know why I'm, like, not saying her name, but... That's show. Um, you don't have to say who your doctor is. I'm hoping to help schedule your appointment, blah, blah, blah. We are so just to clarify, because I know that like we have some episodes in the can. Today is September twenty first. Okay, they they currently have availability in November slash December as their earliest on a first come first serve basis. Damn, did you the respond majority, to the email? I need to. I need to respond. I I just got it today, but I need to respond. It's okay. Um, the majority of our appointments begin at nine a.m. and will take roughly four hours. Um. Wow. So, yeah, that that's the meat of it. But I am literally so excited. That's like, fantastic. Just that tell me really what's cool. wrong with me, please. Like, <laughs> do your tests. Make me fill out 
surveys and questionnaires just tell me what's going on i dream i dream that's cool yeah i like and to be fair like since getting my bipolar diagnosis things have been much better um that has been huge for me and like being on medications that are specifically for bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. been really huge but at the same time I still want to get a neuropsych evaluation so I can get a full picture of what's going on so I am just very very excited do they give you like an MRI and stuff or do you even know it what it entails at all no definitely not an MRI um That'd be cool, though. It's interesting that it's neuropsych and they're not going to look at your brain, but whatever. I want them to look at my brain. Honestly, they have looked at my... I have... I did a study where they looked at my brain and then they said they were going to send me the MRI so I could look at it and then they didn't and I like really wanted to look at it anyway that's rude as hell that's literally rude as hell well I'm like I also to speak of another small fumble and like I don't give a fuck I'm like I love I love my life for the first time in it but I also am like I did goof a little bit because I went to when I was really sick last year so basically like a year ago just for context for the pod, because I am not just talking to you, my sister, who already knows this about me. I had a really big fight with our mom. And before that, after I graduated, so in the summer after I graduated, in like July, I started to feel, randomly started to get sick. Uh, I got floaters in my eyes. Um, I started having like intense pain in my left ankle without an injury. Just started like having all this pain. And so I went to physical therapy and I went to an orthopedist. I went to um, an autoimmunologist. I went to, I know there's another name for an autoimmunologist, but I forget what the actual title is. I went to a kidney doctor because I was also having like severe UTI at the same time. It was just really fucked up and crazy and upsetting. And I was so depressed. Turns out. That was a big part of it. But anyway, I also went to see a neurologist and he offered for me to get an MRI. And I just like, because I had all this other shit going on, I just didn't go to the MRI appointment. Oh, you were scheduled for one? Or I never scheduled it or something. I wasn't scheduled, but he had like a referral and I like, I could have scheduled it. I wonder if I still can at this point. But like, I really, I was like, I want to know what's up with my brain and blah, blah, blah. And if I had MS, that was like my big other thing. I went to a, for the eye floaters, I did this test with an op, like a specialty ophthalmologist or something. And like, yeah, they did a little eyeball contrast test and I peed more yellow than I've ever peed in my entire life. It was like neon from the contrast. Yeah, it was pretty weird. It turns out I don't have MS. I do have uh, identical wrinkles on both of my eyes. Oh, yeah. Weird. Discuss that. Weird. But basically, I wanted to get an MRI. I asked a neurologist to get me an MRI. He was like, yeah, fine. And then I was like, like, doodly-doo, what am I doing? And then I didn't do it. I did an MRI where I had to do tests inside of there, and that gave me, like, a little keyboard. Um, and really cool. Yeah, there's a portion where they were, like, just, like like, looking at my brain, and they played, like, a nature documentary, and I kept, like, falling asleep in the MRI and then like my (laughs) my legs would like move when I woke up and I was like I really hope this isn't fucking up the MRI (laughs) (laughs) wait that's kind of funny you fell like they did so good on like relaxing you that you actually fully fell asleep in the MRI 
Yeah, it was like kind of comfy in there. They had like a blanket on my legs and like, I don't know. It was just like chilling. Like stra- and I was just straight chilling. Dad said he gets freaked in there. I'm like, I think I would love to be in a little tube. I don't think I, don't I would know. like the drumming noise. What? Wait, wait, wait. I did get an MRI, but I got an MRI on my ankle. Oh, well, that's less. So they put me only like halfway into the tube. And I think I almost fell asleep, too. He was like, it might be kind of loud. Like, you know, take some earplugs if you want. I didn't take the earplugs and I just fell asleep. Yeah, it's like honestly quite relaxing to just be like, oh, they're looking at me. I got a CT scan. Okay. Of my torso when I had when I was in the hospital for the kidney thing. What turned out to be a kidney infection. I went in. I was like, I think I have a kidney infection. They were like, no, you definitely don't. And I was like, okay. And then like 17 hours later, they were like, so you have a kidney infection. That is so fucked. It's hilarious. I'm like, can doctors, what was it? That there's, I'm rewatching Tuka and Birdie with Nat. And there's this one episode where like Tuka has to go to the doctor. She doesn't like to. And this machine is like, I'm programmed to comfort you because we tried to teach doctors how to be compassionate to people's emotions and it didn't take. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's so true. And then the that machine is like in love with a lamp. That machine is in love with a lamp and there's like a little tiny cameo or like a little like callback at the end where he, I say he is if the computer, I mean the computer doesn't have a gender. It was like the computer and the lamp are outside and they like steal an ambulance and and drive away, yeah. run away with each other. Oh, I've been watching so much Tuka and Birdie, and it, it's to so be good. honest, watching the amount that I I have watched has not helped me to be able to complete the story for a spec script. That's the other, th- that's the other class I'm like, normally, like that is a class that normally I would be very into and like I feel like I would be doing well in, uh-huh. and I just truly like feel like i can't come up with any ideas you know right totally yeah you were saying i mean you don't need to get into this on the pod if you don't want to but you're like you feel a lot better with your diagnosis and your meds but like where are you at with with that with feeling like you can still work or whatever and do you feel like part of part of that could be like like do you feel that it's internal or do you feel like it's pressure that you're putting on yourself and then that becomes an issue or like what? Oh, I feel like part of it is that the meds that I'm on have like dulled me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And a, a lot a lot of that is in a good way. Um, but I am having a very hard time feeling creative and it is very, very frustrating for me. Totally. Um, at the same time I do feel like I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself. Like Yeah. We don't necessarily well now we're getting to the point where I need to like have story ideas and stuff yeah I I always feel incredibly creative during a manic episode and then when I look at what I have created yeah after that episode is over then I'm like this is nonsense right some of it sometimes it's there's some good out of it I played some good music that first manic episode um But now that I am more dulled and, like, more in the center of the spectrum of, like, depression, mania, whatever, Mm -hmm. I am having a really, really hard time being creative. And it's very frustrating. And it is something that I have brought up to 
my psychiatrist and we're working on it. I have another appointment with her tomorrow. Cool. Cool. I also feel like part of it, and I think I've kind of, I obviously don't have the same like mental illness or like a manifestation of that. But I do think that like, even when I was depressed, I would kind of hold on to this thing. Like it was almost like impeding the healing too, that I would be like, if I'm not like this, then what am I like? If I'm not like this, then how do I have this process? Cause I was like, I was depressed, but I would still like create things. Mm-hmm. And which I'm like, that is just fascinating to me too. I'm like, how does that even happen? Like it wasn't good and it wasn't consistent and it wasn't concentrated. Like what came out of it. So kind of the same. It's like when I would come out of a depressed episode, I'd be like this poetry, for example, is beautiful, but it, it lacks some kind of like structure or substance that would make it a lot better. And that could only happen if I wasn't in the depressed state of mind, went back and like did some work, you know? So I think in the process of healing and like taking meds and then working off the meds and then being like, what is my life? Like, what is the lifestyle that's going to make me like sustain this level of like low depression and low anxiety? I feel like it took like a year for me to even get to a point where I was ready to create anything. Cause when I, the other thing about last year, I was in this job where I was working 60 hours a week and a couple times like 72, like truly 12 hours, five days a week, sometimes six. And it was like, I felt so sapped of everything. And after the burnout of four years of school, and then after being like, wow, I'm in like a serious pit of depression, I need to get out of here. Then I got out of it. And then I was like, took me months to orient to where I could even do music like the most sustaining thing art form to me that always kind of works and like makes me feel better but also like where I can create stuff I feel like it's almost been a year in November it will have been a year since I started Poog and when I started Poog I was like I have this amazing job now that makes me feel fulfilled and I'm not working 60 hours a week and I should be able to should right this imperative word that comes up a lot where it's like that is the pressure on the self comes from the word should a lot of the time it's like I should do this I should come up with my own projects and here we are you know 10 months later and we're just kind of starting this podcast but I'm also like I need to give myself a break because I was learning how to live in a non-ill way so it's like I definitely I definitely get that and like I'm sure a part of it is to do with the meds and just like the new diagnosis and stuff but at the same time like you know give yourself time and also like be like you will come up with a new process when you like once you're now in this space where you can like listen to yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely makes sense, but it is really difficult. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's really fucking hard. But especially because I'm, I'm going to art school right now. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, three of my classes are requiring creativity. I've got writing for comedy television. I've got, basic cinematography where there's like project and then I also have digital photography and yeah it was like definitely like a really good schedule when I created it um that was before everything happened and Mm now I'm like really wishing I hadn't done that made the schedule yeah well made it in the way like it is good that I only have class three days a week and whatever Mm -hmm. But it's like 
three classes are requiring an intense amount of creative energy and that's like energy that I don't feel like I have you know totally totally yeah it seems like they I mean I know this from just leaving the institution as well that they like push you really fucking hard and the other thing about college that is very strange to me is like they push you really hard and you have to like have this almost split attention like they're like you have to be really exceeding or succeeding creatively at four different things at the same time and be able to balance those and like that is really fucking difficult like even if you are in a great headspace or if you are like you know really feeling creative like that's fine but like (laughs) it it obviously like pushes people in your program beyond the limit and not just you yeah and like I, I have seen that firsthand yeah of everyone being pushed too hard and it just just sucks it sucks because it's like it's comedy it's supposed to be fun it's supposed to be funny you know and it's great that you get all these practices and things like you know to do shit but also I think there's a lot of pressure to be like what you and I think this is in general too like what you do in college is like the first work of your life or something and like that's also like just patently not true tbh like i did some stuff in college that i'm proud of but i don't want to show people like my short film that i made because i'm like i made it while i was working on 15 other things so it's not the quality that i'm capable of if i was just laser focused on that one thing that makes sense like your portfolio doesn't have to be doesn't have to be or like remain what you do in school and I think that's it's weird because so like a lot of people I'm closest with did architecture and that's really difficult but at the same time they have this one studio and the studio is the thing that they're working on like the most so it's like that feels like it lends itself more so to a portfolio because then it's like you're laser focused on this one building like this one project or whatever it's yeah. just tough because they don't know. Like, all of your professors don't know what the hell else you're doing. Yeah. You know, and they ask for a lot. Yep. Oh, God, I, like, I really, like, it feels like a failure to not be able to do it, you know? Mm. I get that instinct. I want to tell you that it's not. It's definitely not. Yeah, and, like, a lot of people have been telling me that at right i don't know then it can almost feel like aggressively the other way like oh they're just saying that because blah 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 it's just it's like, really true yeah and it's like i just have been hating school and i also like don't like my job so yeah and yeah. like it's taking up a lot of my time just for sure sucks yeah the catering job yeah yeah those are not so fun and i'm like honestly pretty good at it which is surprising to me like dang i i know how to like go around and like figure out where all the people are and i can like mm-hmm. get my tables and get, give them all their meals and whatever like, i'm yeah. pretty good whatever yeah but i good. don't want to do it i did get a 100 dollars tip the other day oh yeah mom mentioned that yeah that was pretty cool that's sick yeah Yeah, it's tough because it is like I did a similar job and it's good money um and at the same time it's just so high intensity for the few days that you do it a week or a month or whatever when I was doing it though I would only take like two gigs a month 
Yeah, they're scheduling me every weekend. Damn. It's like I have no time to like catch up on schoolwork and stuff. Yeah. Can you tell them no? Or will they would they like lay you off at that point? I think I the one know. that I did was more so like work when you can. Yeah, it's the, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know. It's all fucky because it's like we're, yeah, we're just expected to do so much. And I think, what was it? I saw some TikTok recently that was like, it was like bears sleep for half the year. Trees drop all their leaves. Like, it's not the natural way to never take rest nor is it the natural way to never take like substantive long rests that it actually takes. Like, you know, what I was saying before too about like recovering from the fatigue of school and then the job, like I'm sure I'm not even there yet. When I say like burnout, it takes like an equivalent number of years to how long you've been in the burnout stage to recover. Yeah. I've been burnt out for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. In our high school, like they push you like so so hard for like no reason at all no reason at all yeah my first couple semesters of college I was like this these classes are like easier than high school yeah I I felt that too like freshman year I was like wait this is actually so easy in comparison no (laughs) no 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 my bucha no what happened my bucha I spilled my bucha and now it's it's fizzing, fizzing, fizzing all over the table. Well. Oh. I should get a towel. Yeah. Okay. Let's reset. Right now we have an email. If you want to reach us, it's ojuveron at pm.me. You can catch that in the show description as well. Please, please email us. Please reach out. We've had no emails so far. No. We've also only had like three listeners so far. So we're a growing pod. And if you ever want a guest or anything, I I would be open to taking guests. At this point, we haven't done any. Yeah. I mean, in the first episode, we did have Val and Natalie very briefly. Oh, true. True. Okay. Can we do a little sponsor message? I don't feel up for improv right now, but yeah, let's do it. I can do it. <laughs> like I don't feel up to it, and yet I will do it. That's like that feels like your relationship to school right now. It's like, well, I don't feel ready for that, but I guess we're doing it. So, yeah, that is how I feel. Yeah. Okay. Today's episode is sponsored by Old Timey Transatlantic Accents. If you want something to sound far more significant than it is, try a transatlantic accent. The accent mixing U.S. and U.K. vernacular in order to make it impossible to tell where you're actually from creates an air of mystery. Almost like the film Double Indemnity, which I attempted to watch three times, fell asleep, watched in a film class, and then also fell asleep in front of my peers. (laughs) Transatlantic accents. This week sponsoring transmissions from Ojuveron. It was beautiful. How about that? It was beautiful. Sometimes I'm like, being on SNL is the easiest job in America. <laughs> <laughs> You're aghast. <laughs> You're aghast. We'll see how I fucking do it in my like three person attended stand up later this evening. I 
saw something on TikTok, which I briefly, very, very briefly actually believed that said that Jake Novak, that guy who did, you, you must have seen that on TikTok, right? Who's Jake Novak? He's the one who does the, he did the little song where he's like, I want to be the next SNL cast member. You know, Ma- maybe, maybe. Well, it it was a really big flop and oh, I no. saw like a TikTok that said that he was actually, he made it onto SNL and I like very briefly believed it because that's where <laughs> I feel like SNL is at right now. <laughs> yes, I was talking to one of my friends about this recently. Let's just go in, why not? I was like, because I have no longer any aspiration of being on that show. I also am like, I could fucking write a dissertation on did SNL kill the variety show? Tell you that. I think we should make a variety show. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, there shouldn't just be one variety show. Least of all one that's like run by a known Republican donor or whatever, Lauren Michaels. And it's like, yeah, he made some good stuff. But at the same time, like, you know, I look back at some of the stuff that he produced and I'm like, you know, there's definitely racist undertones to a lot of it, including a lot of SNL sketches from days of old. And um, what he must be like, you know, you know, I'm not gonna jab him for his age. I will jab him for his beliefs. And I'm like, yeah, the casting is going downhill. It's completely nepotistic. What was it? Those those three those three turkeys from TikTok like got on there. Yeah, is it a dad or something. That's why. Yeah, I'm two of them have nepotism dads. One of them is just like their friend. Along for the ride. <laughs> Great to have yeah. friends who are uh, nepotism hires because then it's like, what? Well, it wasn't me. And it's like, well, they hired you because of them. But like, that's okay. It's like friend frempotism. Yeah, I feel like I'm probably surrounded by a lot of nepotism babies that I just don't know. Yo, when I was in film school, I'd be like, y'all are so untalented and don't care at all, and you will be way more successful than me. Like, <laughs> like it's really funny, and I'm like, I don't completely believe that. Like, I just think that, you know, when I when I was in school back in the day, it'd be like, you got the they got the chunkiest feel of shoes, the straightest blonde hair, and the least life in their eye. Like, no will to to do anything in their eyeballs. Like, it's just like, are you kidding? Like, I would go to the studio or, like, the... I call it a studio, but really, my film school was in, like, an old, not super renovated house um, on the outskirts of campus. And there were five computers and, like, six... 17 to 20 people in the class and you'd have to go and like reserve times and if you didn't reserve the time you weren't allowed to do it at home and you would get like severe points taken off your grade or whatever really fun super cool experience that I had in a in a house learning filmmaking yeah these these girlies and and boyies would ask me they'd be like uh hey Tweety like how do you do like uh, I can't even think of something. like how do you do like a file transfer into Avid? I'd be like, this is the seventh week of class. <laughs> how do you bring a file into Avid? You're asking me how to bring a file into Avid? Like it's just so crazy. Yeah. Anyway, now I'm a professional editor, so I guess it was worth it. Yeah. What was the point of that story? Oh, nepotism babies. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I would talk to some of these people and I'd be like, where are you from? And they'd be like, LA. I'd be like, okay, that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> dort, dort, dort. I guess we're so- silent on the matter. Um, Just to 
make a quick tran- transition to Please. a different topic? Please. I- I've already I've already stamped on my career enough by making jabs at Lauren Michaels and whichever nepotism babies happen to be in my class. Why would you ever need a salad knife? Why is that a thing? The fuck is a salad knife? Okay, when I'm doing the catering job, you have to like set up the tables. Two forks, two knives. And then you have to like, <laughs> when you're clearing, you take the salad knife. Why is there a knife for salad? Salads are a fork only food. <laughs> a fork forward food. Fork forward. What if there's a crouton that's just too big? I guess. No, probably like the amount of water wasted washing salad knives is probably like in the triple digits. Yeah. Per year. Quadruple digits. That's so funny. What else have you found? Have they all been straight weddings? They've all been straight weddings, but there was a lesbian couple. Well, yeah. There was a a lesbian couple at the wedding on Saturday. And as guests, there was only one lesbian couple as guests. Yes, there was only one lesbian couple as guests, Caroline. Wow. Okay. Tokenism alert. Yeah. They seemed really cool and they they were were the coolest people there. Yeah, they were on the dance floor and they just I loved their energy. Um, from the wedding on Sunday, there was this, there, I didn't, I didn't see a single lesbian. Rude. I know. However, there was this group that was like sitting on the grass while I was passing hors d'oeuvres and they were like, would get really excited whenever I came out with an hors d'oeuvre. And at one point when I was coming around, I saw them with their um, dab pen. And I was like... I was like, going to ask if they were smoking weed. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah, they were. And I was like, this is this is them. This is the group of fun people at this wedding. Exactly. Yeah. So true. It's like, why can't anyone have any fun? That's something that I'm kind of like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I need to even stop qualifying it by being like, on my meditation journey or whatever. It's like, just in my journey of life, I'm like, why don't people dance? Like, I'll go to like Frenchman Street in New Orleans. Like the place that people will travel thousands of miles to come and hear the jazz band and dance. And I'll be like one of like six people actually dancing. The place is full. And it'll be like Mm -hmm. people like nodding their heads and stuff. I'm like, this, this is it. You're here. <laughs> like you're in the home of music. You can move your little knees and your little hips or whatever. Like your head should not be, you know, that's why you got neck pain. Is your head's the only thing moving. Everything else is stick still in your body. Is good. You know, release your inhibitions. I mean, I feel like feel I rim- Yeah, go ahead. I think I might be one of the people who are not dancing though if i were there i'm saying take the journey to dance yeah i because fuck it like as you said in new york city it's like (laughs) let's do this karaoke anyway i'm not gonna see anyone i know then we saw three people from our high school from our high school yeah we did but then it's like okay if that's the worst that can happen then what there was one time when one of my like you I feel like I've had a lot of different best friends. Yeah. One of my um, best friends in high school, actually, I think it was in middle school, um, was I was like dancing 
And then she said to me, it's okay, Julia. Not everyone can be a dancer. <gasps> and she was a dancer. Let me let me undo this right now. Okay. They were wrong when they said that. Second of all, I think song and dance, singing and dancing, like are such things that are like that. Where like Nat had told me, she was like, someone told me that I can't sing when I was like 11. I just never tried it for 10 years. That is the saddest story ever told. Yeah. You know, it's like anyone can cook, anyone can sing, anyone can dance. Now, as I've said on this very podcast, I don't think every single person should be badia, badia, dancing in September and singing mm -hmm. in front of people. But there are plenty of people who can't sing who do sing in front of people. First of all, there's plenty of people who can't dance who dance and perform. Maybe not so much as dancing. Well, I don't really know. I'm not in the dancing community, but I'll speak for singing. Like, you can do it and... It's like truly what is the worst? Like someone can say like, oh, you can't dance. It's like, okay, well, I'm having a good time. I'm literally having a good time. Why is that offensive to you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care if you can't sing. I want you to sing. I want you to sing. And that comes endorsed by an almost professional singer. Next Monday, I have my first gig and I'm going to make money Ooh. singing. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't really thought. Monday... Yeah, I'm going to be performing at like one of those clubs on Frenchman Street. That's awesome. It's really cool. I'm super excited. I'm like eyeing my keyboard over there. I have to practice after we get off here, but I'm just super jazzed. Next Monday and then next Friday. And then we got a gig on the Saturday before Halloween, which Ooh. we're going to make a butt ton of money, pretty sure. That's awesome. Yep. Yep. Balcony Music Club. Ooh. I also love about New Orleans and like in general and these places specifically, like they're pretty like beat up, run down, whatever. Like Preservation Hall, like you were in Preservation Hall and it's like the point of it is to preserve what exactly what it looked like. And exactly what it looked like was like kind of shanty vibes. It was, you know, it's like barely mm -hmm. finished walls and shit like that. And I looked out at the Balcony Music Club, which is great. Like I truly love it. It's like not, not to its detriment that it's like that. And at the BMC, I was looking at the upstairs balcony. I've never been inside this place, but the upstairs balcony had a table that was like plywood and it was like the thickest table I've ever seen because it was like blown up by the humidity and like the top veneer of the table like turned into a U. And this is still like a working table. <laughs> like that table <laughs> is still at the bar and people are like attempting to put their drinks on it every day. So that was just oh. funny to me. I'm like, things that are well-loved, well-worn belong in New Orleans. Yeah. Kind of everywhere. I just feel like this uh, like city in particular doesn't have a lot of qualms about something looking like n imperfect, you know? Yeah. Which is cool, because in Massachusetts, if you wear a weird pair of shoes, they can burn you at the stake. That is actually true. I I have I have lived in Boston. I was yep. gonna say I live in Boston, and then I remembered that I'm living in our parents' house. Bing bong. But as someone who has lived in Boston, yes, they can burn you at stake for wearing anything that is not jeans and a hoodie. That's so bizarre to me. My high school yeah. GF would only wear leggings and hoodies. I was like, free yourself. 
Yeah, she had a lot of other things that she needed to free herself from. <laughs> That's so true. Caroline, if you're listening. And yes, her name was Caroline, too. If you're listening, what's up? I hope you freed yourself. <laughs> Can you imagine if she listened to this? No. Hi, Natalie. Hey there. Natalie's home from work for one for one hour in her life. Ooh. I have to pee. When we get off this podcast, I'm going to pee so hard and fast. It's going to be like I barely even peed because it'll be like, do you want to see me pee really hard and fast? Do you want to see me do it again? But only mm-hmm. at me. No one's going to see it. Have you ever taken a picture of your pee or poo? No, I don't think so. Yesterday I did um, poo in a bathroom that is very familiar to you, the season's bathroom. Wow. Lots of memes over there. How was that? You pooed in there? Yeah, I went into Seasons because I was like, I really want a SpongeBob pop. And Love. I think maybe they would have that. Because I know that Cumbies has had it in the past. Definitely. So, And I was like, this is right off the highway. Let me check it out. They didn't. Then I was like, oh my God, wait, I forgot. I'm going to piss my pants. <laughs> then I went in there. <laughs> I forgot this crucial fact. Yeah. And then, like, okay, you know when you, like, kind of feel like you need to poop, but then it's just, like, not happening and whatever. And yeah. so um, when I was, like, taking the train back home before I got on the train, I did get Annie's pretzels because I was like, that is, um, <laughs> like, it, guaranteed to make you shit. So, um, Such a power then, move. So smart. Uh, w- yeah, then I I did poop in the season's bathroom from the it pretzels. Was a pretty good poop. Yeah, from the pretzels. What the fuck do they put in there? Because I agree. I think it's a lot of grease, pretty much. Can I tell you something? Did you say what did you just say that place was called? Seasons. No, the the pretzel place. I know that it's wrong. Auntie. Why do we say it like that? Does like where I I think it's Aunt Annie's. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I've always said Auntie Anne's pretzels. It's it's literally not true. <laughs> it's not true yeah. what we said about the pretzel place. Aunt Annie's. It sounds Wait, weird. Wait, Auntie Anne's? I'm going to look it up. Oh, my God. This, this is so embarrassing. Natalie's now saying that I say Aunt Annie's. And that it is... <laughs> yeah, it's Auntie Anne's. It's Auntie Anne's. Okay, so, I've been clocked say? saying it wrong several times. Well, I don't know what I said now because I'm like, Auntie Anne sounds right. I feel like I just said Auntie Annie's, so... Auntie Annie's? Is that what I said? No, you sometimes say Aunt Annie's. Because I don't remember... Okay, I'm not trying to gaslight you. I just don't remember saying Aunt Annie's pretzels. But I'm like... Because you probably weren't thinking about it. I definitely wasn't thinking about it. Wait, can we go back to really quickly talking about school? I just remembered that yesterday in class, one of my professors was like, Tweety, you look a little... And I went, I look a little what? And then he was like, sad. And I just went, no, that's just how my face looks. Wow. Did people laugh? People did, yeah. Okay, LOL. But That's so funny to me. I'm like, do I I mean, you're right. Right, right, right. Like, do I have to be alert at all times? I mean, it's like you're... Be- yeah, I don't know. It's so silly. How did that feel? What? How did that feel when he said that? Um, I feel really... I felt really red. Um, <laughs> but to be honest, I was just, like, really not making eye contact because I didn't want him to call on me because people don't raise their hands and then he will just be, like, 
call on random people. So then I just like try like because then he'll like he'll make eye contact and then call on you. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to avoid eye contact at all costs. Right. That makes sense. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, I should just withdraw from this semester. Yeah. Hey, stop crunching and munching. She's like making herself at home up here, which is cute that she's like wanting to hang out with me. And then she comes up and munching crunches all the fucking paintbrushes and all the plants and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I get that. I get that. Um, do you feel, don't eat the paintbrush. It has glue on it. Do you feel like you would, yeah, like benefit from just a break? Yeah, I feel like probably. Mm -hmm. I've got therapy in like two, what, an hour? So. Oh, we'll we'll discuss that. Huge. We're going to bring that to therapy. Yeah. (sighs) See that? Oh, an exacto? Yeah, it was just like open and pointing out because because Arapita ate the cap. Mm. Fortunately, not while it was on the actual thing. Yeah. Well, I have to drop a deuce, as they used to say where I came from. Okay. I I feel like this was a good app. Yeah. Um, thanks. All kind of low energy. Yeah, I feel like in the cut it will it'll come together. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It'll come together. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Transmissions from Ojuvron. Um, if you like what we're doing, I'm going to be so bold as to ask you to leave a review. If you don't like what we're doing, um, you can fucking take it up with me. And if yeah. you got an issue... We got the email. If you then we got an email. Like this, please email us and if, we'll try to be better. If you don't like us... We, well, I mean, in a true sense, I, you know, I'm being defensive as a bit but i'm also like i don't want to i don't want to be that guy so you can definitely email us if you've got an issue and we will we will address and we will adjust i can't promise that because if it's a if it's a a qualm that i don't care about then i don't care yeah so how about that how about them apples i have been caroline tweedy we didn't introduce ourselves let's introduce ourselves now and put it at the beginning I have been Julia Tweedy. All right, I'm gonna start again. Hold on. Hi, I'm Caroline Tweedy. Hi, I'm Julia Tweedy. Welcome back to our podcast, Transmissions from Ojuvron. Uh, hopefully, by the time you hear this, we will have an intro sequence. <laughs> if not, this is it. Okay, that sounds good to me. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna stop recording. <laughs>